Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Human Nutrition and Lifestyle Podcast. It's great to be doing a second series. I hope you all enjoyed series one. We had some great guests on, and it's definitely worth a revisit. But I really hope you managed to achieve all your goals this summer and you're ready to set some new ones and look forward to achieving more. So this series will look at real world experiences. We'll look at testimonials from people who we've worked with that human nutrition lifestyle. And as well, we'll bring in experts who have their own opinions and their own views of nutrition, of lifestyle and of exercise. But firstly, I'd just like to thank you for your ongoing support of all our social media pages and a website, as well as lending your ears for this podcast and for listening to all the episodes we did in series one. If you are new here, we did do 34 great episodes in series one with some great guests. So go check them out. And why not start from the beginning, number one, and go from there? If you are new here or you just want some more information, then join in with our Facebook group, Human Nutrition and Lifestyle. You can follow us at Instagram at Human Nutrition Lifestyle, all one word, or check out our relatively new Twitter account, which is at Human Nutri Life. That's Human N U T R I L I F E, Human Nutri Life. All the links to these and to this podcast will be on our website, which is www.humannutritionlifestyle.com. I'm sure with that out of the way, you want to know what we actually promote here at Human Nutrition Lifestyle. And unlike all your usual diets, your calorie counting catastrophes and your plant-based agenda, here we promote real food nutrition whilst always being mindful to prioritise protein, especially animal protein. If you want to know why animal protein is better than plant protein, soy protein, bean protein, pea protein, then check out Dr. Ben Bickman's episode in Series 1. But let me try and simplify a little bit while you're here. Animal protein is complete. It has all essential amino acids. So it's already up on plant protein, where most plant proteins, you'll have to supplement to get the full array of amino acids. But also, our human biology can absorb and use animal protein better and more effectively, as it is in its convenient, ready-made form. So it doesn't have to go through any extra digestive processes. You may hear me talk about bioavailability, and that's just what it is. The more bioavailable a vitamin or a mineral is, then the easier it is for our body to access and use to its full potential. And so, therefore, the less bioavailable a nutrient is, it then requires extra processes within our digestive system to be able to extract the benefits from it at all potentially losing some of its effectiveness on the way. Vitamin tablets are an absolute prime example of this. They are very low bioavailability. Depending on what vitamin it is, some vitamins even need fat to be digested at all. Expensive we is what I call them. It's much better to choose the vitamins and minerals you want by getting the correct foods 
with them. It's not just protein. There are other things like iron and vitamin A, which are much more bioavailable from animal sources. I'm not saying you can't be vegetarian and thrive, but it is so much harder to get the nutrition your biology requires. It really needs some serious planning, some proper supplementation, and some expertise to do it right. Ovo-lacto-vegetarian has a much better chance to thrive, and there is studies to show that just by adding in eggs and dairy to an otherwise vegetarian diet does increase bone density and muscle mass, building a stronger, more resilient body. So there's proof there that a human body will thrive adding in animal produce. Veganism, on the other hand, vegans have very little hope. Sure, you can survive being vegan. I mean, over thousands of years, our ancestors adapted to all kinds of living conditions and did manage to survive. I'm sure at times they were vegetarians or perhaps even vegans, but never managed to actually thrive. The introduction of meat and animal into our nutrition shows over time, as you can see in our ancestral past, our brain size increases with more animal produce, helping us to outcompete all other species. There actually was a species called Paranthropus boise. They tried to go vegetarian, vegan, but again, they were outcompeted. They are now long extinct, and at the time, they were simply outcompeted by Homo habilis which are on the evolutionary tree are our distant relatives of the homo genome. So whenever a question arises about what or how we should eat, I always refer to my learnings of paleoanthropology and how our ancestors lived. Some people will say there's no study done to show carnivores better than veganism, for example, or that whole foods diet cannot make you perform better than anything on a processed diet. But I'll argue, yes, there is. There is trials done. There is studies done. It is one big study, one big trial called evolution. The biggest study of all time. The problem is that for some reason, we as a collective human beings think we can outsmart Mother Nature by making such things like meatless burgers or plant-based sausages. We just cannot. We've already had it figured out. Evolution has worked out what is best for human beings to thrive on. And we thrive because our biology requires nutrient-dense bioavailable foods, which are in turn, most often, animal produce. And yes, we, we can get nutrients from plant foods and our bodies will manage to break down and digest all the vitamins and all the minimal, minerals within plant foods but potentially there are other things in plant foods like anti-nutrients and oxalates that hinder our process in doing so. However, we are so well adapted as human beings that we can cope with this and we are most of us are able to break down the oxalates and then go through the anti-nutrients and extract the nutrition that we need from plant foods. Just takes a bit more of a toll on the body digestive system to do so. This is why I'll always refer back to real whole foods. Sure, I prioritize animals, I prioritize animal protein, prioritize animal produce. But if you're eating real whole foods, whole fruit, 
whole vegetables, then your body is able to break those things down and get to the nutrients that it can and wants. I often laugh and say, I'm going to coin out a new diet, a new name for a new diet. There's all those ones out there like vegans and vegetarians and uh, paleo, whole 30, even pegan now is one that the latest one. But I often joke and I say, I'm going to throw one out there. Perhaps nobody's ever heard of it. It's called omnivore. When you think about it, it's quite often mistaken that omnivores People think omnivores have an equal amount of meat and an equal amount of plants and fruits and vegetables in their nutrition, which is simply not the case. There are so many different species, so many different creatures, so many different animals out there who have, who are omnivorous, who have an omnivore style of nutrition, yet they will prioritize one thing or another. So, for example, let's take bears. Bears are very similar to human beings, whereas bears in the wild will prioritize as much animal produce, as many pieces of salmon, as much as they can gorge themselves on. Yet they are omnivores because they will, in the autumn time when the salmon have gone and there's not much food around, meat produce, animal produce around, they will eat berries and fruits to make sure they are able to withstand hibernation and things like that. On the other hand, you have something as simple as a chicken. People won't think of chickens as omnivores, but they most definitely are. We feed our chickens worms, so they are carnivorous in that sense. They will eat worms and they will eat slugs and they will eat all kinds of other little creatures. Yet mostly they are plant-based. They will forage for grass and leaves and all sorts of greenery in the wild. So as you see, omnivore is a massive spectrum. When you say omnivore, it really covers a lot. It's, it's what style of omnivore are you? And I believe human beings are a animal-based, meat-based omnivore. So you can see that all types of animals and creatures have worked out the fact that they can prioritize one thing to get exactly what they need, all the essential nutrients, all the essential vitamins and minerals they need, they can get it from prioritizing whatever it is that's unique to their species. As human beings, we should be prioritizing animal produce, whilst obviously realizing our omnivore status. Now, I understand that we're no longer the cave dwellers that we were of the past, and we all have different goals nowadays, but surely health should be top priority for all. And this is why I always point towards real whole foods. Whether you're an athlete looking for more top performances or an everyday office worker, the initial premise is the same. Focus on those real foods, and then we can change it to your unique, individuality from there do you need perhaps more carbohydrates more fat as whole foods or do we just need to really knuckle down and prioritize that protein to help you get to your goal well there's a short introduction for you into series two this is episode one of series two episode 35 altogether i'll keep the episodes going 
and look forward now to next week. Our next episode in the series will be a first testimonial, a real-world example of somebody that uh, worked with early on in human nutrition lifestyle, and she has a great story. She's changed her life and now thrives, absolutely thrives with human nutrition lifestyle. So it'd be great to hear from her next week. Uh, until then, be happy, be strong, and thrive. <laughs>